listening to a Sharesies podcast. It's Friday the 18th of February. You're listening to Recap brought to you by Sharesies. Sharesies is a wealth development platform where our purpose is to create financial empowerment for everyone. And you know what's up next is the financial disclaimer. Yes. Investing involves risk. You aren't guaranteed to make money and you might lose the money you started with. Any information we provide is general only and current at the time. If you're looking for help with your investment choices, we recommend talking to a licensed financial advice provider. G'day you there, Alice. Hey Jose, how's it going? Very well, thanks. Trust you well? I am well. Yeah, right, I'm, I'm about to shoot off for the weekend. I know, me too. It's Casual Friday. Mm-hmm. I love it. Love Casual Friday. And just a heads up. Our guest for Casual Friday is David Bassanese. David is the Chief Economist at BetaShares Fund Management. I'll be talking to him at the end of the show about the effect the Russia and Ukraine crisis is having on the share market. So look out for that. I'll take us over to Australia where Wes Farmers released its latest results yesterday. Mm. Now, Wes Farmers is a big Australian company. It basically owns a portfolio of other companies, right? Like it's actually behind uh, Bunnings and Kmart. Yeah, correct. And the term that could be used to describe Wes Farmers is a conglomerate. Uh, That's basically a company that's generally pretty big and has several or many parts, different parts to it uh, that do a quite diverse range of things. So like you said, Wes Farmers is behind Kmart and Bunnings, uh, but it also owns an office products retailer called Officeworks. Uh, It's also got businesses that deal in energy and fertilizers and even industrial and safety products. Uh, And Wes Farmers is listed on the Australian Stock Exchange with a market cap of about $57 billion. Uh, That means it sits around about the 10th largest company on the Australian Stock Exchange when you're looking at it by market size. I don't know why, but the word conglomerate always seems so 80s to me. But anyway, like you say, big company. Uh, So tell me more about these results today. So these were for the half year or six months that ended on the 30th, sorry, 31st of December. Uh, And it was, as CEO Rob Scott said, the most disrupted period for Wes Farmers since the start of the pandemic. All right, let's get into the numbers. So revenue stayed relatively constant compared to the same period the year before. Uh, that came in at $17.7 billion Australian dollars. But the company said that rising costs and supply chain disruptions impacted profits, uh, with net profit coming in at $1.2 billion. That's actually down 12.7% on last year's half-year profit. Mm, and how did COVID impact the company? So Wes Farmers pointed to government restrictions in New Zealand and Australia that led to store closures and other trading restrictions. The group said that its retail businesses experienced volatility in its sales uh, as a result of COVID and also experienced extra costs, about $43 million worth due to like cleaning, security and other protective equipment. And how did Bunnings and Kmart perform? 
Bunnings sales rose 1.7% to $9.2 billion and added $1.26 billion uh, to Wes Farmer's profit. So it actually makes up most of Wes Farmer's overall profit figure. Uh, but Kmart was a different story. Revenues actually fell just under 10% from a year ago to $4.9 billion. Uh, and Kmart's profit actually fell almost 60% to $223 million. Uh, the company said it lost about 25% or a quarter of Kmart's training days in the half year due to pandemic restrictions. Okay, and what about other parts of the business? Uh, as for office works, th- those earnings also reflected the impact of store closures, but other parts of the business uh, were less impacted. For example, Wes Farmer's Chemicals, Energy and Fertilizers unit experienced almost a 30% increase in revenue to $1.1 billion, uh, and profits increased 36%. And did Wes Farmer say if it will pay out a dividend? Yes, the company announced an interim dividend of 80 cents per share. Interim dividends, by the way, are when a company pays out a dividend like partway through the financial year. Cool. And finally, what happened to Wes Farmer's share price yesterday when the results came out? Uh, shares in Wes Farmers actually fell. They closed down about 7.5% yesterday. Uh, it was the greatest declining company on the ASX 200 for the day. Thanks very much for that, Alice. Now, if you're a fan of soccer or football, to give it its proper name, this next story might be of interest. Uh, Sky TV announced today that it has won back broadcast rights for the English Premier League. Okay, you said they won the rights back. What's the story here? Yeah, so four years ago, Sky, which had the rights to broadcast Premier Games in New Zealand, lost that right. They were outbid by Spark Sport, which is Spark's online sports platform. Spark Sport had just started up and made a bit of a splash by wrestling the Premier League rights from Sky. Uh, they went on to secure rights to other codes like cricket and Formula One racing. Mm, speaking of Spark Sport, I've actually had that up today with the cricket on. Very How, familiar with How's that. it going? Was there, was there a, a maiden bold? Or, a maiden bold. Oh, is pr- that what happens? Probably. It's, a, it's a test match, so it goes for five days. Oh, um, but, my gosh. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Perks of working from home. Uh, <laughs> WFH, love it. But, but yeah, so so the um, the rights have been sort of split up between Sky and Spark. So what are the details of this deal? Well, so the deal runs for six years starting in August. Sky will stream 380 live matches every season on their Sky Sport Now platform. Uh, we don't have any information on the price Sky paid for the rights. That's been described as confidential to the parties involved. Uh, but price depends on the market. So, for example, just as an FYI, in the States, uh, NBC paid $2.7 billion for a six-year deal. New Zealand is obviously way smaller than the American territory, so they probably haven't paid quite as much as that. Probably not even close, I'd say. And, I mean, all of this kind of splitting between Sky and Spark, it, it feels like this is another part of the streaming wars, right? Yeah, definitely. It's that sort of race for content. Now, Spark and Sky have definitely been in competition for broadcast rights to various sports and competitions. Uh, Sky, for example, made a concerted effort to secure Super Rugby and All Blacks matches last year. That deal, FYI, included New Zealand Rugby taking a 5% stake of Sky. And did this have any bearing on Sky's share price? Uh, the price remained fairly unchanged from the $2.47 on Thursday's closing. Just before coming in here to record, uh, the price was at $2.48. 
Now, as you're probably aware, over the past two months, Russia has been amassing troops around the border of Ukraine. And in the last two weeks, things seem to have been ratcheting up to a possible ground invasion. For the latest update on what's happening with the Russia and Ukraine crisis and the effects on the market, I talked to David Bassanese. He is the chief economist for BetaShares Exchange Traded Funds. They are an Australian-based fund management company. And I started by asking David to give us an update on what happened overnight in the markets and the continuing story of the world's response to the situation in and around Ukraine. Well, the uh, it's been a pretty volatile week uh, globally. The markets yeah. were off last night. The S&P down 2%, NASDAQ down almost 3%. And obviously, I think the key driver here has been the uh, renewed tensions uh, between Russia and Ukraine. In a report, you know, there was a... Uh, a little bit of an incident, and uh, many people saying they're on the verge of um, verge of uh, Russia invading. So um, that set back markets back after there was some confidence that Russia could be pulling back uh, only a day or so ago. Right. So maybe just break it down for us, because uh, you know, for anyone who isn't right across the sort of geopolitics of it and the way that that integrates and interacts with the markets. Why should something like you know the situation uh, that's now playing out between Ukraine and Russia be affecting uh, the global markets like they have? I mean, obviously there's other things going on like yes. inflation, like COVID nineteen, but yep. why in particular is you know it all about Russia and Ukraine at the moment? What what exactly yeah. are they? How, how do they interact? That's right. So I mean, I guess the issue. Look, first and foremost, Ukraine is a pretty small econ- uh, economy or country from by global standards. So. As cruel as it may sound, if Russia overtake the Ukraine, uh, it's not really going to derail the global economic outlook or derail, you know, global equity markets in and of itself. Um, I guess as the the initial fear of the markets is that the invasion would could send oil prices surging because there may well be restrictions on Russian oil um, uh, uh, exports, mm. uh, the ability of Russia to, and, and energy, which could have a negative impact on, on Europe, because Europe, particularly Germany, very reliant on Russian energy uh, gas uh, supplies. So it's the fear of surging energy prices with war in the short run. I guess longer run, it's just a fear of, you know, does, will there be any contagion? You know, will, will the US get involved? Um, you know, how, how it could spill out. So, you know, Russia itself is a nuclear power. Um, so it's mm. uh, it is a, a significant country, um, and it's a major energy producer. So that they are the uh, I guess the linkages that markets are worried about at the moment. Yeah, maybe this is a weird question. Uh, I'm not, sh- I'm, but I'll ask it anyway. You know, is it is it that the situation itself is having an effect on and the way investors are behaving? Or is it just the uncertainty it's causing? Is it mainly uncertainty that nobody likes? Like, for example, if we knew exactly what Russia was going to do tomorrow, It'd be kind of okay. Do you know what I That's mean? That's right. The, often in these cases, uh, it's the uncertainty itself is the greatest. Uh, you know, does the greatest damage. And uh, just quick, and because the thing is, we know when the when and if the invasion takes place, there's going to be a knee jerk reaction in markets, mm. and people are fearful of you know holding holding the holding the baby, so to speak, when that happens. So there's nervousness about you know positioning around when that might happen. And, and funnily enough, and as I said, if, if Russia does invade and it looks to be limited and we do know what the sanctions will be, uh, it could be like a one or two day wonder for global markets. And we actually get on with, you know, worrying about other things like China, the U.S. Federal Reserve, um, as, as harsh as that may sound for the Ukraine, um, that that's maybe the way the markets will play this out. 
Right, right. Uh, the other sort of lever or, or thing that's affecting everything is, else is inflation and interest rates. Uh, the notes from the latest uh, meeting by the Federal Reserve in the US were released yesterday, and um, any news out of the Fed at the moment is pulled over uh, at the moment, even more than usual. Uh, what happened there? Give us a bit of a summary. Yeah, well, I mean, they obviously uh, are very, you know, concerned about the inflation outlook, the fact that inflation has stayed higher for longer through last year. Uh, they basically agreed at that meeting to, um, you know, raise, start to raise rates, and that's why we've had a very strong hint that they're going to raise rates at the next meeting in March. Um, funnily enough, the, the, the markets were a little bit relieved by the minutes because there was no suggestion that they would do a... Um, uh, like a 50-point move, uh, for example. So at the moment, everyone expects them to raise rates by uh, a quarter of a percent at the March meeting, uh, with some risk that they might even go by half a percent. But again, the key takeaway from the minutes is that no one was really talking about that half a percent move. But um, a move in, uh, in March looks uh, odds on uh, and, you know, several moves thereafter. Yeah, great. And so in the coming weeks uh, or week, uh, what are the things that you, you, you're sort of looking at as a fund manager and what are the sort of things that investors should keep an eye out for? Yeah, well, I guess, you know, first and foremost, you know, how this Russia-Ukraine issue plays out, you know, will they, won't they invade? I mean, if that just continues to linger, it could just sap the energy of markets. So mm. we, we'd like to see a resolution um, uh, to that, you know, one way or the other. Um, the U.S. economic day, anything related to inflation in the U.S. is very, very... Um, you know, markets are very sensitive to that at the moment. Um, the So the, in, in that regard, I mean, the biggest problem in the US is wages. Like, people are focused on on consumer prices, but it's the wages numbers uh, that, are, that are more, you know, for my mind, more concerning because that's more sustained. You know, it's a harder to, to, to ease without slowing the economy down. Um, so the monthly payrolls results when they come out each month in the US and the, and the wages numbers in that, that payrolls, I think, are going to be absolutely critical. Uh, going forward. Um, the activity data, not so much. I mean, in a way, if the US slows a bit, it actually might would be helpful for the economy. It's really the um, the inflation numbers uh, in the US that will, um, you know, people are going to be, the wage and price inflation numbers over the next uh, few months that are, are going to be absolutely critical. And thank you very much, David. That was recap for the 18th of February. Thank you so much for listening. It would be a help if you gave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Our email is recap at sharesies.co.nz. You can also leave a voice message. There's a link to that in the episode description. Hey, Terahina. See you Monday. Bye.